Go ahead and grab your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you don't have one, you can use your phone or it'll be on the screens behind me on your screens at home. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, in this series we're using text from 1 Corinthians because the book of 1 Corinthians is truly a church letter. And it was written to a group of Christians trying to navigate what their life together looked like in a time of a lot of change. How should they live together in a time where things seemed uncertain and they were trying to understand what their future together might look like. So it's an incredibly applicable book uh, for this moment in CPC's life. And so just a few texts we're looking at, but we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 12. It says, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. So let's pause there for a moment. Um, I don't know about you. I was never very good at group projects. Some of you, I'm describing you as well. You weren't very good at group projects either. And I don't know what kind of uh, personality type that means I am or Enneagram number. But I do know that when I had to be a good team player in a group project, I was not always at my best, if I'm completely honest. So... In a group project, you have to be put together with a group of people who you probably don't know that well and work on something together. You have to have an outcome by working together. And the church in Corinth was faced with this very question, how do we work together? How do we take people who don't know each other or barely know each other from different types of backgrounds, how do we take them and put them together and let them work together to reach a common objective. And their common objective wasn't just any goal, but the way that they lived together as one, the way that they worked together would actually put what was possible with a life with Jesus on display for others to see. This was a big calling. How would they do it together? And so in this series for these three weeks, last week, this week, and next week, we're asking, where are we headed as a church? Where are we headed? Last week we talked about the importance of clinging to the cross alone and we said let's be a church that helps others cling to Jesus every single day. That our our future will be found when we cling to the cross and when Jesus is central to our life and our life together. And even in this text we just read in 1 Corinthians it says that we are one we are one because of what Jesus has done for us for no other reason but because of what Christ has done for us. And this week, what I want to do is, I want to invite you to own the mission of CPC. I want to invite you to own the mission. And when I say own the mission, I, I just mean that the mission of CPC is, is to make space for other people to have a life with Jesus, right? That the way we live together might invite people into the possibilities of a life with Christ. As a church, let's make space for others. Let's be a church where people make space for others to encounter Jesus. When I talk about where we headed as a church, I, I don't mean turn by turn directions. You know, I don't mean we have this future that we plug into Google Maps and it just gives us like turn left here and turn right here. And that's not what I mean. 
Because there is no simple plan, step, strategy to like, let's be an awesome church. In fact, most churches that end up like writing books about what they did, they, they, they look back and say, here's what we did. But in the moment, that's not what they did. In the moment, it was a group of people who earnestly loved Jesus and wanted others to know, to know Jesus as well. And they followed the Spirit's leading. And so when I say where are we headed as a church, I mean, how do we make sure that wherever the Spirit's leading, we're paying attention and we're getting on board? That we're going in the direction that God is leading us. Not a turn-by-turn, plan-by-plan, step-by-step delivery. Here's here's the easy program process. I mean, how can we as a church listen to what the Spirit is doing? I mean, in the text it says that we are all one because of what Christ has done for us. And we're a body because we drink of the same Spirit. Because we're listening to what God is telling us. Because we're listening to where, where God is leading us. And we're responding and we're saying, yes, how can you listen to the Spirit and step up? How is God calling you to own the mission of CP so that we can make space for others to experience the possibilities of a life with Jesus? And he goes on to illustrate what it looks like for us to live together in community, what it looks like for us to to live as a church where we all use our gifts to create space for others. Verse 15. It's a little long. Hang in there with me. It's it's good, though. It's good. Uh, If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? Where would the ears be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? Where would the nose be? Just pause there and acknowledge. Noses have had a hard time lately. Have you ever sneezed in public lately? (laughs) Noses have had a hard time. I digress. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part, if one person suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part. It's the fall. And like Corey and Carrie said, we're doing all things fall these days, which for me means lots of watching college football on Saturdays. So I'm, I'm very much in the football mode, and I'm very much still stewing over a loss last night for a team. I won't get into that here, um, and, and the injustice of it, I won't get into it. But I remember playing football in high school, and occasionally the coach would blow the play dead and he'd run onto the field and he would say, somebody get that kid a ticket. 
You know what he means, right? He's just standing around, watching, not doing anything, wasting space. Get that kid a ticket. He might as well be in the stands. Get him off the field. Because he's not contributing. He's not playing. Church is not a spectator sport. Church is not about standing around and watching the action. To be a part of Christ's body is to get involved and to serve and to use your gifts to make space for others to catch a glimpse of the kingdom. In the ancient world where the letter to the Corinthians was written, in the ancient world, it was common to use imagery of a body to describe a social reality, like a family or a state or a nation or a city or a government agency. Uh, it, was, it was common, so the people reading this letter, they would have made total sense out of why Paul was using this analogy in 1 Corinthians, but there's a big difference. And so in the ancient world, when they used a body to describe a social reality, they used it to keep everybody in their place. They used it to say, hey, you're really important. You're the head. You you deserve to be honored. You're not very important. You deserve to stay in your place and keep your mouth shut. That's how they used imagery of the body in the ancient world. Now, did you notice what Paul did? It's not what he does. He says... Every single part is valuable and important and deserves honor and has a role to play. In the church, everyone matters. In the church, everyone has a part to play. Everyone is seen and loved. And even the role of the greater parts is to help the lesser parts fulfill their calling. Because that demonstrates to the world what the kingdom is really about. It's not about the power of the world, but about the beauty of God to redeem the broken and the left behind and the left out. Everybody has a part in the kingdom. Everybody has a role to play. When a couple of years ago, CPC began the search for a new senior pastor. Um, the search team did all of this research so they could create a profile that said, here's who we are as a church. And so the team spent months doing this research. And one of the things they did is they did a bunch of focus groups. And in the focus groups, they asked all these qualitative questions to try to understand, like, what is the heartbeat of CPC for, for 30, 40, 50, 60 years? What has been the heartbeat of CPC? And they, they resoundingly came away with one statement, that multi-generational is our superpower. I love that phrase. What it means is that what's made us strong over the years as a church, is that we know, young or old, single or married, that we need each other. And that our life is better together. There's something possible that we can do as a church when we all play along, when we all pitch in, when we all join hands. That's not possible apart from everybody getting involved. Without you, the church is missing an eye or an ear or a bicep or a big toe. Without you, the church is missing a part of the mission. Social uh, reformer, Catholic social reformer Dorothy Day once said that everyone wants a revolution, but no one wants to do the dishes. She's been to my house. I'm not trying to guilt you into doing the dishes. But if you want to get to the good stuff, 
You have to roll up your sleeves and dig in. You have a part to play. You have a part to play in making space for others to experience a life with Jesus. What we know is that church is not a building. Church is not a set of programs. Church is not a pastor and staff. The church is us. And we can know that academically but live otherwise. But we have to remind ourselves the church is people. We're the church. And everyone has a part to play. Now, not everybody does the same thing. Not everybody is a door greeter. Not everybody makes the coffee. Not everybody is an usher. Not everybody leads a Bible study. But everyone has a role to play. And all of our callings have equal value. Don't miss this. All of our callings have equal value because every single one of us is equipped with the capacity and the dignity to make space for others to join in. No matter what role we play, we are, we are equipped and called to make space for others to join in. A few years ago, I was searching around on a church's website to find something, and I came across a little link that said, be a door holder. And I was really curious as to what that meant, so I clicked on it. And what I found was that at that church, every single serving responsibility whether it was holding a literal door or leading a Bible study or going on a mission trip, they called all of their serving opportunities door holders. And it stuck with me. Because isn't that what serving is? Isn't that what showing up is? It's making space. It's holding a door open for somebody to walk into the kingdom. It's making space. Let's be door holders. Let's be space makers in the things big but mostly small that we find ourselves doing. Let's be door holders for the kingdom to let others enter into a space that they might know the possibilities of a life with Jesus. Let's be door holders. Pastor Scott Sauls says, as we learn from and rub off on one another, we become better, more whole, more Christ-like. And ultimately, better for the world versions of ourselves. If you are dissatisfied or disillusioned with the local church, don't leave it. If the church stinks to you, then change its diapers. Make it better. Pray for it. Bless it. Serve it. Love it to life. And in the process you will discover that it's not only that the church needs you, but you need the church as well. Let's make space for others to see what's possible, what we can get to with what Saul's calls the better for the world version of ourselves. And look, I know know that you're busy. I know that you're stretched thin. I know that you're tired. I know that you're often overwhelmed. So I just wanna say this isn't about something that we want from you, this is something we want for you. This is something that we ultimately want for you because we believe that participation is for formation. That when you participate in the family of God in ways big and small, that you're being formed into a different vision of what it means to be a human and what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. That when you make commitments and you show up you're reminding yourselves that our lives are not about us. When you show up for others, you're making space even for yourself to know that our life is not about us, it's about what Christ has done for us. We're reminded of who we are meant to be as we lean in together 
to being the church. When we own part of the mission, we are making space for others to encounter Jesus. And we're often even making space for ourselves to encounter Jesus. So whether you find yourself greeting or teaching a class or leading a small group for kids or participating in a Sunday community, going on a mission trip, everything you do, you're being a door holder. You're making space for someone else to move forward with Jesus. What is your next step to own the mission at CPC? How's God going to use you to make space for others to move toward Jesus? I want to take just a couple moments and lift up some of the ways that We've been doing that over the last few months, some of the ways that we plan on doing that into the future as we think about what it means to make space for others here at CPC. What, what would that church look like? Um, I just want to give you a couple of glimpses. If any of this is intriguing to you, uh, stop by the, in the great room like Corey and Carrie said earlier or check out our website. Click a little connect with us and just get in touch because we want to help you take a next step, a next step with Jesus and a next step of owning the mission, but you know, in some ways, we want to be a church that makes space for others, right? We want to make space for those who are not here yet. And a couple of ways that we have, we're thinking about that, doing that. Uh, one is that we sort of knew as a church over the last few years, we've not been very good at making space for young adults, for sort of post-college young adults. We've just not been very, very good at it. And so, one of the things uh, that we've decided is that we're gonna we're gonna be intentional about reaching out to creating programs and opportunities for young adults to engage, belong, serve, that this is their church too. Uh, we also have started doing a program called Alpha, and you've heard about that if you've been coming here for a few months, but, but Alpha is a great chance to invite someone into a first step toward Jesus, and so it's just a great way to make space for others to belong. But we also, we want you to make space for others to grow closer to Jesus, and we want others to make space for you to grow closer to Jesus. And the way I say that is, I want you to be in some type of a discipleship relationship. Like, I want you to have other humans in your life who push you to consider what it means to follow Jesus in your everyday life, and that you do the same with them. That you're making space, and they're making space for you, that you need to be in relationships. And so there are all kinds of formal ways we can do that. One of the informal ways is just, like Corey and Carrie said, 10 a.m., we just want to provide space for you to connect and get to know people around here um, but some of you, God's leg on your heart, I want to be a leader of something, maybe even leader of a small group this fall. We're going to do a small group leader training because we know every once in a while, we just need new small groups, new chances for people to connect, get involved. If that's on your heart, reach out to us, let us know. And the other thing is, we want to be a church that makes space for people who are on the margins to come near through the grace of Jesus. So we want to be a church that uses our blessings um, to help and serve others and, um, and, and make space for more and more people to get involved in the work of mission and serving our neighbors and our world. And so we're going to be um, doing all kinds of new things in the coming months. But two of those I want to lift out. One is partnering with Arrive Ministries to help resettle refugees here in the Minneapolis area. The other is working with Urban Ventures to tutor kids who are behind. And then as we know, like kids are more behind than ever right now on school. And so just a chance to use your own gifts to encourage a kid, to mentor, to tutor. Um, so all kinds of opportunities to get involved. I mean, just, just a sliver, right? Just a small picture of what it means uh, to get more deeply involved here in the ways that we're going to invite you to make space. And there are tons of ways I didn't even mention, but my hope is just to get something bubbling up in you that the future of CPC 
will come from people clinging to the cross of Christ and owning the mission to make space for others to take a step toward Jesus. What is your next step to own the mission at CPC? What is it? Pick something small. Don't get overwhelmed by all the options. Just take a step forward. Pick something small. Take a step towards Jesus. This is a church where there's a mission big enough for every single one of you. Every single one of us is included in this mission. We're inviting you to take a next step of ownership.